The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Yes, get your money mind right here. Right here today. Yay. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am flanked by the ever-popular maestro of moolah, hey, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. How you doing? And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So, first off... Hang in there. Are you... <laughs> Are, are you looking good in this department? That's your hint for our moolah word of the day. Oh, oh, moolah I, word of the day. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be checking out your, well, because I know you're struggling because you did not remember what we're up to today. Yeah, well, the key is hope for the best plan for the worst. Very, very good. Yeah. And I'm really excited because... <laughs> I can read. <laughs> That's not the only reason why I'm excited. I'm excited because we talk about some brain science a little bit on this week's uh, Unlock Your Wealth Live on Facebook. And can you guys vote? I got a bu- I got an overwhelming number of votes on Instagram saying you'd rather have the show there. But I keep having problems with it on Facebook Live. I, I can't get any more connected than I am with a LAN and all the fancy yeah. equipment. And I had a whole bunch of static. It kept saying, you're not live. Like throughout the thing, like it was pausing or something and it was just really wonky and I don't know what was going on and it was very upsetting. Yeah. So I got stressed about that. But you know what? I have something for you, Miguel, because I'm I'm guessing that you haven't taken advantage of it so far. But because you mentioned reading, sometimes it's hard to read with our eyes, isn't it? (laughs) I know for me, now that I have four of them. Now that I'm a four eyes, I really enjoy reading with my ears. Oh, yes. And that is a perfect segue to this show's sponsor, Audible.com. And they have, for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners, a free audiobook just for participating in this show. So if you would like to choose from over 150,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, please visit audibletrial.com forward slash unlock your wealth and click on the link to start improving your reading today. Sounds like a good plan. It is a good plan. But also visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio. And then you can start, make sure that you like the page and turn on notifications. So you always know every time that I start a new broadcast for as long as I continue to do that, I might be switching them to instant. I guess I could do both at the same time, uh, but you'll want the better quality one. So we'll have to figure out what that is. I, I'm not on Instagram. I guess I got to get on it. Pretty chop, soon. chop, senor. Yeah. Facebook just ain't 
the thing anymore, is it? Well, it's a different type of thing. Yeah. It's a different type of thing. So, for example, on Instagram, I can follow your stuff and I can interact with you without actually having to know you personally. But Mm -hmm. with Facebook, you have to have all these formal things. Unless you have privacy control settings on, on Insta that make you request people to be a part of your page, that's different. Sounds like it's more like uh, Twitter, Instagram. Well, twi- yeah, I guess it's or is kind it a of, but it's between the two. Yeah, it's it's got images. You can you can yeah. detail, you can link and yeah. stuff. But you know, Instagram is it's it's for the visual consumer. Okay. You know, so while Facebook does have more video and more image related posts, Instagram's main focus is all about the images and the videos. Mm-hmm. So give me a like uh, and a follow on Instagram at Unlock Your Wealth, at Unlock Your Wealth on Instagram. So you can follow me there. Also follow me on Twitter at Heather Wags, or you can follow at Unlock YR Wealth also, but it's a pain because hmm. yeah. they, they cheated me out of two letters. Yeah. I got limited yeah. on my, my username, but I got like 10,000, I got some incredible number of posts and stuff. So oh, nice. yeah, so it's, it's really stressful <laughs> that, that I can't have my full name like on every other platform I'm on. But anyway, uh, so we have also a fabulous guest today. If you would like an alternative to the traditional Valentine's Day, stay tuned because this week's guest is going to talk all about it. And we, he's a returning guest too. So I'm really excited to have Mark Kenny on today's show. I just need to look up there, don't I? And then I'll see it. Yeah. <clears throat> My little tongue twister season last year. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Miguel. Mula. Yeah. Right. What what if I told you you had nice assets? What would you think? Well, I I'd, I'd, I'd feel good about myself. I I think that was a compliment and you know, that's great. <laughs> no, it's not about your physical assets. I am referring to your investment assets. Well, yeah, but I feel <laughs> I feel good about that too. <laughs> So when one admires your assets, your financial assets, not in the physical variety, they could be physical, but I'm not talking about your personal ones. That's our moolah word of the day, asset. And an asset is any item of economic value owned by an individual or corporation, especially that which could be converted into cash. And examples are physical cash, like as in currencies, securities, accounts receivable, inventory, office equipment, real estate, cars, and other property. So on a balance sheet, assets are equal to the sum of liabilities, common stock, preferred stock, and retained earnings. And we talk about that in the personal sense when we deal with which key? Do you remember? The combination of two. Key two and key seven, because key two is the where am I? This is where we create a balance sheet. We take inventory of where we are. Uh How much do we have? How much do we owe? And what's the difference? And hopefully we have a positive net worth. But if we have a negative one, it's not that big of a deal if we can increase our assets to compensate. And if some of it is leveraged and it has to do with value, for example, you have a real estate investment that's leveraged and it's worth less right now 
than what it would be, you're going to have like an artificially low net worth because as long as you hang on to that property, you're not going to realize that loss. And so it's just a a figurative loss. It's not Mm -hmm. an actual loss because when the property comes back, you're set. But the key with, with real estate is we don't care what the market does. I mean, of course we do. We want to be in the black when we accumulate them. But if the market varies, which it will, you don't have to worry if you have cash flow coming in because that's the point of those assets, that they generate appreciation and cash flow at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about real estate versus any other investment because the only other way to get something like that is to get a bond or some sort of dividend-bearing security and totally not up to you if it's not your company that you own shares in. But if you own the real estate, it's up to you whether or not it's rented. Yeah, so you have a little bit more control when it comes to investment real estate as well. So that's what I like about it. So uh, we're going to have a returning guest. Mark Kenny is a certified financial planner and he's a 7 and 66 license as well as a Massachusetts life and accident health insurance licensed. He also has obtained both his chartered retirement plan counselor designation and the CFP certified financial planner designation. He graduated from the National University of Ireland Galway with first class honors in a commerce degree and he's also attained a certificate in financial planning from Bryant University. Pretty exciting. But you know what he's going to talk about? Valentine's Day. And dinner in a movie is so old school. This year, why not treat your Valentine's to a money date? It might not sound romantic, but spending an evening talking finances just might be the secret to staying together. Because money problems, as you know, Miguel, are one of the leading causes of divorce. So Mark will share how you can set up your own money date, what you can cover in that money date, and essentially how to start that conversation from the beginning. So, Mark, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Please enlighten us on this episode. Thank you for having me, Heather. I'm excited. So it's going to be interesting this year because everybody's got a little bit more moolah in their pocket as they're anticipating paying less in taxes this year. And uh, so they're probably feeling a little flush with cash and uh, maybe they're going to spend on Valentine's. But what do you think would be better on Valentine's (laughs) Day? I uh, encourage everyone or, or all couples um, to have a money date. Uh, and a money date is basically a face-to-face conversation or a date where you and your significant other set some time uh, to talk about your finances. Uh, and again, this is a great time to start it. We're in a new year. Um, and basically what you want to do is look where you stand now, right? Point A, and uh, what are your goals? And what do you want your money to do in the future? And, and how do you get to point B? Uh, may not sound like the most romantic thing going, but um, there's no secret that finances is obviously a huge part of a couple's relationship, and you want to be both on the same page. Um, We all know that there's a lot of um, money finances cause a lot of stress, which can obviously put a lot of stress on relationships. So um, just sitting down talking about money is the first step, and and I encourage everyone to do that. 
this Valentine's Day. You know, it's funny because Michael's sitting here laughing when you said that uh, it's not very romantic. But frankly, I love money. So for me, that would be the greatest, you know, date for me for Valentine's. Just I usually don't do Valentine's just as a rule because I think there are 364 other days in the year that a man can be romantic and creative. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Plus, you know, it's also the single highest murder-suicide rate day of the year, too. So, <laughs> Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it kind of spikes on Valentine's. So I don't want to piss anybody off by having an, a, a gift that misses the expectation. So I just say, I don't do Valentine's. Talk about money? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Put the pistols away. So, so how does, um, so Valentine's, it's an interesting day to do this. So what do you think the value of opening up a line of communication on a day that's usually fraught with cards and candy and flowers? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a little bit awkward at first. And what I encourage people to do is, is start with a basic um, financial quiz or what we call a date quiz. And we actually made one available on our website on SHP Financial. And what that allows you to do is start the conversation, right? And be as honest as possible. That's the, that's the first key. Um, we find that there's a lot of people out there that hide financial secrets from their partner. They may have a secret credit card, a secret bank account, um, like everything in a relationship, transparency and trust is everything. And so you have to learn what your partner values um, as far as their money is concerned so that you guys have a plan and that you're both on the same page, which creates a lot of transparency. And, um, you know, again, make it fun, you know, make it something that you look forward to. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the whole night, but if you can look forward to, you know, 20, 30 minutes where you can discuss um, what you want to do with your money, um, you know, it puts you both on the same page and, and uh, hopefully it adds some excitement. So I know you mentioned the quiz is on your website at shpfinancial.com. But, uh, you know, what's a good, like, so obviously it, you, you'd have to agree with your partner that it's going to be a money day. You don't want to surprise them with a bouquet <laughs> of credit card bills as, as opposed to a bouquet of roses. But so so you, you know this, but like, what if all day you're just dreading this conversation? What, what are some uh, opening questions people can ask to get the ball rolling? Great question. So I think first off, um, you try to make it, what, what do you ultimately want your money to do? And for a lot of people, depending on your age, it's, um, you know, I want to retire. And it's not just, I want to retire. Make it as um, tangible as you can. What do you want to do in retirement? What do you want to do? Uh, what are your hobbies? How, how do you plan on doing? The more tangible that you can make it, um, I think the more excited you get about it. You know, I talk to clients and they always say, you know, I want to retire with 80 to 90% of my pre-tax income. Well, tell me, what are you going to use that money for? You're going to take a vacation. You're going to play golf. Um, if you know what your other partner or significant other wants out of their money, you can both be on the same page and then you get excited, right? Maybe you guys want to spend $500 for a vacation. Where is it going to be? So get excited about talking about it and then find ways you're going to get there to that goal. Um, again, I think people, especially in couples, value money differently. So I always encourage that, you know, that you do set aside some of your salary 
two a separate accounts. Uh, so my wife and I go through this where, you know, I'll spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars on concert tickets and then she'll want to spend a couple hundred dollars. Uh, most recently she wanted to do a family photo shoot. And I, I didn't value that as much as she valued my concert tickets, but it's important to know that, you know, she works as well. And, and whether she's staying at home, she's, you know, some of our income should go towards her discretionary expenses. So what we do is we put away about one or 2% um, of our salary into a separate account that I can't see and that I have um, no say in what she spends it. When she wants to blow it on her nails and I want to blow mine on golf, that's you know what it says. And we come up with an amount that we think is fair. And again, what that also does is it empowers her You know, because what we find is that Sometimes in relationships, one person does the uh, finances, right? And unfortunately, what happens is that person passes on, then the other person um, is lost. They don't even know where their bank accounts are. They don't know how to pay a credit card bill. And what you're doing here is that by just giving them 1% or 2% um, to pay for a credit card and then having the onus of paying that, you're empowering them to learn about finances and you're making it fun. And that way you can both be happy with uh you know with with what you got for you the value of your money so that's somewhere to start but again make it as tangible as possible get it detailed and get excited about it you are listening to mark kenny with shp financial and this segment of unlock your wealth radio is sponsored in part by keepmyid.org the only service that actually prevents identity theft all others are just monitoring services put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for unlock your wealth radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keep my ID. Start protecting your financial future right now. So you brought up something interesting about not being able to see her account or what she's doing with it and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And you talk about this equality or fairness, but what happens in invariably that there is not equal income contribution? So how do you manage equal spending power with unequal contribution? Um, I, I, I think that's a great question. Um, obviously, sometimes there's one person who makes a little bit more, or maybe there's a person who contributes to the household. Um, I think it has to be um, equal, right? So, you know, just because I make a little bit more than my wife doesn't mean that uh, I deserve to spend more money. Again, you want to take care so of your core responsibilities. versus proportional. Equal versus proportional? Yes, I say okay. equal. So, you know, if you make a hundred thousand, your wife makes fifty thousand, you don't get two times more. I think you both get <laughs> Darn. Um, one or two percent of your overall salary because again, she may be contributing more to the household and, and children. So um also you know, that that is uh, you can't put a price tag or you can't put an income on that. Um and that allows uh, the other person to work. But I think it has to be equal or there's gonna be some um animosity there. And uh, again, you're taking care of your core responsibilities first. You're, you're putting money towards retirement. You're putting money towards a 529 if that's what you value. And again, that's what the date night is. It's what, what do you value most of your money? Um, what do you want to come of it? And that's going to create uh, you know, some open dialogue and, and get the ball rolling. So what if we have differing goals for our financial future, like, and, and what mm. we want to be doing in retirement? What if one of us just wants to be a fuddy-duddy and sit on the porch while the other one really wants to go out and experience life? How do you balance those goals? 
Yep. So I think the earlier you can, so again, I don't, I don't think this is something you talk about on a first date, right? Or okay. second date. I think as the relationship uh, becomes uh, stronger or as you get closer to combining finances, you definitely want to know the full picture and understand what they want out of their money. And that will allow you to see if you're financially compatible. Just because you get along and, and uh, you love the person, sometimes uh, people come with a lot of debt. And I think it's only important and I think it's only honest that you share that uh, with someone because what people don't know is that you know if you put your you put your significant other on a checking account or on a credit card you're now liable for any of their liabilities or their debts um so again it's not a first date conversation but you know definitely while you're um learning more about them you want to you know start to ask more questions and then definitely when you're combining finances when you live together and finally when you're married and then again it's it's tracking so you know our goals our lifestyle changes and that's why this isn't a one stop date i i do encourage you to review your goals every quarter i say you know much like we review clients and how on track they are for retirement you know you set that initial goals in January, February of 2018, and you want to check back every three to six months to make sure, uh, create a budget, assign some homework. The more that you can empower the other person and get them involved, um, I think the better results you're going to have. And, and write these things down, you know. So um, I think statistics say that you're like 70% more likely to reach your goals if you write them down and definitely leave them in a place where, you know, you can both see them and remind yourself what you said back on uh, Valentine's Day. So again, it's just creating that open dialogue. Um, And we do have clients where one will want to travel and one will want to stay at home. And that's okay, you know, making sure that they have enough money to do both and uh, making sure that they're on the same page. Because you would hate for that conversation to first come up when you're 62 years old and you plan on retiring in two years. And I, as a financial advisor, ask you, what do you want out of your retirement? And you guys look at each other and you have no idea because you've never talked about it. So again, it's just getting on the same page. Okay. So to to review what we're, the steps we want to do on our very first money date is to have full disclosure and be transparent mm-hmm. and, you know, air the dirty laundry, all of the bad debts, the outstanding Correct. debts, that sort of stuff. And then we want to discuss our hopes and dreams and goals for the future, even if they're different. Correct. Even if it's a six-month goal or a five-year goal or a 30-year goal, uh, again, depending on your age, it should all be discussed. And as your money dates go on every quarter, you know, update yourself. Um, you know, we, we our, our dreams and goals for spending our money for my wife and I were different three years ago when before we had children. And, and now it changes. And now we're putting more money into a 529 that we were putting into our vacation fund. But we still find time to do both. And again, it's because we keep it transparent and we talk about it. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, much like you, I tend to talk about it probably too much. Uh, we don't just do it every quarter. But again, um, and I try to empower her because, you know, she's a teacher. She doesn't really care about the money. But if I can get her involved, um, she takes more of an interest to it. Yeah. So you mentioned homework. So what type of homework would each be doing between the quarterly money dates? Okay. So I always look at um, 
what did you spend your money on, right? So we always, again, a fresh start in 2018. Where did your money go in 2017? Look at your credit card statements. Did it go to, you know, eating out every week? Did it go to find ways of where you spent your money and then talk about, you know, how you can do better? So give yourself a grade, right? I, I gave myself a C plus. I should have saved, you know, 10% of my salary. Um, and then follow up with that. Create a budget. Write it down again and say, you know, I want to put $25 away into a, a, you know, a separate account where, you know, I can use this for a trip in, in six months. So you mentioned, um, I'm trying to think here. So we were talking, um, this this whole as 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 you were talking about the homework, I was thinking this is very close to our practicing the three R's: review, revise, and recommit in our keys to riches mm-hmm. financial philosophy. And uh, so, what do you do after you've analyzed things? You, you got a C plus. So, do you make new commitments? How do you move forward from that C plus so you get a better grade at your next quarterly financial date? Yep. It's all about monitoring and again, reviewing. So, um, and then setting up a plan. So you review, right? Like you said, uh, my X amount went, you know, too much to a, uh, to eating out. (laughs) That's where a lot of my money goes. And then, uh, we decided, okay, we're only going to eat out, you know, twice a month and we stick to that. Okay. So, you know, if we had eaten out on, you know, the seventh and the 14th, we now commit to, you know, staying in and and doing that. And then, you know, how does that feel? Do do we want to give up something in order to get something else, you know, and balancing And So, you know, Uh. this year I decided that I was going to forego my monthly massage because, I wanted to give, uh, I wanted to have a house cleaner in to assist with, you know, picking up after our son. So it's all about trade-offs and again, what you value for money and then um, reviewing that and saying, you know, I think this could be better spent somewhere else. I think that was a mistake. I'm going to give you an F for coughing up on the massage there. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough, Heather. I tell you that. And, you know, it's um, about well-being. And if you can't have well-being, how can you make effective money decisions? I have a great justifications for you. Next time you have your quarterly date, I'm going to give you some ammunition to get that back and let her eat the housekeeper thing. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I will. I will put that up to the wife and see what she says. I got your back on this one here. I'll. I'll. T- I'll go on your next Monday day and I'll fix that for you. <laughs> Great. So, are there any mistakes that couples make that you know, whether it's with their money dates or their investments or investment choices, that they can make different choices or be more effective? How can someone be me? more effective and avoid typical pitfalls and mistakes that couples make when investing. Yeah. So, um, again, money seems to be a taboo subject. Like we talked about last time is that a lot of people don't want to talk about money or maybe one person does. So I think you have to establish what your financial savvy is. It's okay to ask for help. And and there's a lot of help out there, whether you're working with a financial advisor or you want to take an hour, uh, a month in, in review articles. So understand, um, everyone's financial knowledge and how savvy you are with investments or retirement. Um, because it's, you know, if you and your partner both, don't know what you're doing as far as finances are concerned and you don't 
seek the help, um, you're destined to fail, right? So I think that's the first mistake is that people don't even bring up this concept or don't even have that date night to, um, to do that. Uh, the second mistake uh, I find is that one person tends to do everything, okay? And um, one person handles the finances. And believe it or not, it's usually not the male. It's, it's 50-50, I find, from working with a lot of um, – with a lot of couples. And again, what happens is that, you know, the other person never learns, um, you know, where the accounts are or how to pay it. And so, you know, when that person passes on, God forbid, you not only are you grieving, but now you're having to say, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And again, if you don't want to take on a more responsibility, at least know who to go to. And that's what we do. So, you know, we may work with one client um, and then all of a sudden the wife comes to us and says, Listen, I, I know I didn't take a, um, you know, I took a back seat to our financial plan, but then they can come to us, and, and that's why I encourage, you know, a financial advisor to gather all of a client's assets because then they can take a whole look and basically transition that person and, and don't leave them hanging. So I think that's it. You know, you have to talk about it, you have to create a plan, you have to educate yourself or seek um, assistance, and then you kind of both have to empower yourselves to know uh, what that plan is and, and, and what the wishes are of the other person. You know, that's great advice. And that plays right into our fourth key in our Keys to Riches financial philosophy. And that is knowledge is power, but not knowing is powerful. So you got to know what you should know and fill in those gaps. So if folks want to learn more about money dates or how they can get on the right financial path to uh, economic freedom and retire well, how can folks get a hold of you? Yeah, that's great. So we have a website called shpfinancial.com and we encourage everyone to go there. And uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, contact either of us. And like I said, I would, you know, look into our blog section. We have a whole section on a date night, what it entails in that quiz. And that quiz is going to allow you to open up that dialogue and it asks questions like, you know, what do you value? You know, does travel mean more than dining out, which means more than downsizing and, you know, what you think is significant the amount of money is to purchase um, without asking your partner. So it just gets you started. And that's the first step. And that's probably the the, the hardest step to make. Um, yes. And everything from there is just, you know, meeting and reviewing and revising and uh, keeping that open dialogue. Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's show again. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Mark's show page, click on the links to his money quiz, his website, and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2018 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.